I look good with my headphones on. Yeah, you look, you look actually okay. quite professional because you've got the one set of headphones and, I'm wearing and one... I've got the children's headphones on that really are. I look, I look really good though, and I'm wearing yeah, one, but... one ear off and one, and one ear on like a really cool DJ guy. Yeah. And... This might be a bad idea to record. Me, Hello and welcome to the Jerry and Scarlett show with my wife Scarlett Mac and my husband Jerry McLaughlin who's wearing the headphones because I'm going to keep Not track of the sound because we are out in the garden we thought it's really sunny it's been a glorious week should we try and do it out in the garden let the podcast out in the garden and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who are missus uh, and uh, just obviously all the noise that stuck together we thought we had a nice quiet garden yeah. actually both got lived by a train track and wind and, and builders wind, and there's builders and, and stuff like that so, so we'll just see how it goes enjoy okay yeah. reviews this week what have we got so we, we got... are talking so the three we were following this week is 10 pound palms which is the new bbc show air which is on prime, prime uh-huh. and operation fortune uh Rouge de guerre, Rouge de guerre. um uh, also on amazon prime yeah we've really primed it up this week yeah so starting with 10 pound palms okay well, let's get let me add that to the screen yeah, 10 so, pound palms okay uh the synopsis of this so one million britons were sold the dream of a modern way of life in australia and were seduced by a fare of just 10 pounds follow the story of the largest planned migration of the 20th century yeah now so. look obviously we've got an emotional connection with this one because our pal warren is in it the uh, best man our, yeah best man at our wedding um and uh, so we and he's brilliant in it yeah and it look like it is it's a really really good show but like we've been expecting it for a long time because it was filmed in australia mm-hmm. and we knew about this and my brother's over in australia and stuff like that and i, I think a huge part of what was so interesting about the plot and why it's going to connect with so many people is that um so many folk from the uk have these connections with australia with canada with america because of the people that left to find a better life you know and in, in, in various types of uh, migrations but this one particularly will be close to a lot of people because it's just in the, but also, after 40s just after the second world war yeah and it also covers a lot of issues in terms of identity in terms of racism in yeah. terms of gambling in terms of drinking in terms of missing your family pandemic stuff you know like um in terms of trains going oh, through yeah. your podcast trains it didn't run in the <laughs> pandemic um it covers an awful lot of issues so i think and oh and ptsd of course yeah um, warren's character has ptsd so two trains um, a doubler yeah. doubler to get us going so it does it covers a lot of issues but it does really it does it really well i think um and uh it's pacey it's exciting lots happening lots of different multiple facets intertwining in the storyline yeah um, and i didn't expect that because obviously I, when i knew about it, when i talked to warren about it i kind of thought from we're talking from his character's perspective and funnily enough you, you kind of mentioned i sort of saw warren and his character as the star in it you're like that's really funny because obviously you saw michelle, yeah, michelle keegan's Keegan. character <laughs> yeah, and yeah, actually yeah. if you look at like the all the promotional books she is kind of at the front and yeah. i mean but they, actually there's the whole there's a collective cast there with really good storylines yeah. as well there's the other brett who's in this kind of a money kind of uh heist kind of thing goes on as well which is another yeah. good storyline and it does make you think that there could be real good uh, longevity for the show i think it's really yeah. well it looks cracking there's a lot you can do with it if you consider the start point of the show is this, yeah. is this migration so you and you're covering all those different issues um then there, like you say there's a huge huge potential for yeah for well, there's enough for it to be a soul i mean that's the interesting thing i mean it's a drama and it uh-huh. looks like a drama and it looks glossy and it looks good and the performances are great and it's about a great subject matter but there is enough going on with the relationships and stuff you're going wow you should say that because of course the writer is danny brocklehurst which who wrote amongst others brassic uh-huh. uh, 
shameless, clocking off, all of which you could refer to as kind of soapish in a way. Yeah, they, they were long-running dramas. Long-running dramas. They were character-driven. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so if you do like what those type of words, this does follow it, I would say quite a similar vein. Um, and uh, yeah, really interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, Keegan's great. I think Michelle Keegan's brilliant in it. Um, a femme fatale type, of course. And um, Faye Marcy is Warren's wife in yeah. it. Is brilliant, and she—I I love watching her. She's one of these that kind of crops up in loads of big shows, um, but isn't—I wouldn't have said maybe a household name, but yeah, should, should be and credit. certainly will be. And the Australian cast in it as well, like because I'm less familiar mm-hmm. with with the, seeing them as as often. Like mm-hmm. all fantastic, yeah. And the chemistry with um, with the core cast is really, really good, really, really believable, yeah. And really kind of gets you grounded really quickly. Wonder what the Australian tourist board think of it. Though. Yeah, I'd be really <laughs> interested if anyone's like watched it from Australia. I mean, I know my, my brother and stuff in the family over there I'd be really interested to see it from that perspective because yeah. it's a different side of it you know I hope that the, I hope everyone involved got a lot of good feedback for it because I think it really does touch a certain kind of note yeah. in the in our psyche the British psyche and the kind of western psyche yeah. and immigration's such a hot topic quote unquote expat expat, yeah, it's hot. expat culture <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely Wait, we're going to give us your rating so, then for that I'm giving that a four and a half yeah, I'm going for four and a half just now, but we've only, we should actually qualify to say we've only seen the first few episodes, yeah. so I'm willing to go up a bit further now. I mean, there's a great, great uh, sort of crime story lines intertwined, so intertwined, I made that one intertwined, I'm going to make a new one up. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that's a, a massive recommendation there. Right, yeah. next and one. on to Air, the Michael Gordon Air... Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Yeah, it's basically Why the story. Is it Air Jordan. Yeah, it's called Air Jordan. Oh, it's the film not called. Yeah, it should be called Air Jordan. Much easier to Google as well. And I was looking Snappy up stuff up. about this. I had to put Air Film and everything because obviously Air if Bud you come just up. Google Air. Did Air Bud come up, which is a film about a dog that plays basketball? <laughs> no, it did not. Oh. No, but I, uh, yeah, I now want to watch that. We should course. probably review Air Bud um, next week. I think there's several Air Buds as well. I think maybe three or four of them. <laughs> anyway, Air, um, the story of so the, the creation of the famous Air Jordan shoe. Synopsis Sonny Vaccaro and Nike pursue basketball rookie Michael Jordan, creating a partnership that revolutionises the world of sports and contemporary culture. Uh, that is quite dry as a synopsis, I would say, and uh, the yeah. story of this film is not particularly dry. So, yeah, uh, yeah don't be fooled by that. Um, it stars Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, and the star of the show, let's be honest, Viola Davis. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's it's actually also directed by Affleck. Oh, is well. it? Right? Yeah. Well, it's really well directed. Yeah. I think. Do you know what I really like about it? And it follows in a thread of kind of movies that I think are coming out over the last 10 years where we're really interested in it, commercialism and capitalism. And I think it started with the McDonald's. I remember when the McDonald's film was coming out starring uh-huh. Michael Keaton. You're like, how can that be interesting? I'm sure it is interesting, but how could a film, like a drama, be interesting? And it's brilliant, you know, in the way that it's done. And the telling of this story is, is superb. And they've not leaned in too heavy for the 80s. There's so much 80s nostalgia stuff. Yeah. This feels like it is just set in the 80s. They've not overly... There's yes. bits of it. They, yeah. They have done bits of it in the cars and stuff. And, and the, the real life footage as well. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah you, you that that really I mean, imagine getting hold of all that footage. I mean, it's, similar, it's well, all commercial, tell- it's all Pepsi, it's all Coke, it's all. But that's really interesting because that's my one trouble, I would say, with it is that it having a. So, for. for um, for honesty's sake, so it's got a, it's a 92% critic and a 98% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That is insane yeah. for both sides of those to be so high. It's about trainers. And it's about trainers. Yeah. Um, and um, to me, there's just something a wee bit funny about 
how well it's been received because it is excellent. Do you suspect foul play? No, I suspect commercialism um, ah, is involved in this, and yeah. I I just feel it's had a huge, huge marketing campaign. Yeah. I mean, this is an Amazon Prime film that got released mm. in cinemas mm. before it got released on Amazon Prime, and it's for free on Amazon it's Prime. It's for free on Amazon Prime yeah. now. Um, but it made a lot of money in the cinemas to begin with, and it deserves that. It's a really good film. However, I don't see it as a Moneyball, Jerry Maguire classic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like to yeah. me, it's it's a really really good film, and I really enjoyed it on the same way that I enjoyed Tetris and and um, like. But I, it, there's just something about it which surprises me about the level of success. Well, I mean. If there is a conspiracy, Prime are sending a train right now <laughs> just to, to actually cancel out your opinion. No, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I, I think Tetris was the other one where you're like, uh-huh. we're so in- intrigued at the moment about um, commercialism and we, and it's like people are being praised and ultimately they're not heroes. They're just trying to make money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, even the cats in this, everyone's like, we, we kind of like laud them as some sort of hero. Yeah. Like, they're just they're lying just, in their own pockets. Oh, they're just trying they're, to make money. They didn't save themselves. anyone's life, but they, but they recognise talent. And, yes. and I thought the way it was shot, the choice to kind of, Michael Jordan's obviously not a character. It's no. about his parents. But they did actually consult him. Well, they were after it, I'm well, so. no, interestingly, the only two inputs that he put into the film, I think Affleck knows him and, and asked him two things he wanted done. He wanted Viola Davis as his mother. Awesome. Which is a great recommendation, brilliant. yeah. And he wanted his friend Howard White to be included in the film. Um as a you know, as a character. Oh, so. is that the 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 coach, the ex coach that he had? No, I think Who's it's the uh, Tucker Car- the Tucker, Oh, Chris Tucker's um, character, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he must have been a massive fan. Yeah, yeah. So that was really interesting. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't want to take away from the fact it is a great film, but just for me, it's yeah. it's not the classic that all of the numbers would suggest that it is. But it is a really good film. But it's still, really isn't good it? and well worth a watch. Yeah. Also, watch. Um, I nearly said Save the Last Dance, but that's not right. Oh, watch the Last Dance yeah. alongside it. I would say maybe before, and that gives you some really interesting context if you're not a basketball fan that knows yeah, all the of documentary this already. about Michael Jordan. The documentary, and The Last the Dance, Bulls, yeah. is. For me, because I didn't know anything about, obviously I knew of him, but I didn't know the sort of backstory, and that was a really interesting watch yeah. before. So maybe those two together. I've never been be that knowledgeable fun. about basketball, particularly, and that, that's really opened up my world to it, and it's, yeah. it's so interesting in the commercialization of it. But I think the story was it's really well put together, really nicely directed film. It is actually really interesting mm-hmm. about yeah. how these trainers, these marketing, how these companies compete. From that point of view, it's really interesting. And Matt Damon, and um, what do you. What's... Ben Affleck? No, no. Jason Bateman? Uh, no. <laughs> Michael Jordan's mum. Oh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Yeah. She, their chemistry in this absolutely fantastic. Oh, God, like, and a lot of it's on the phone and then when they do meet, you're like, that was that was for me like the kind of the best part of it, really. And Matt Damon's brilliant, isn't it? He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he's And he's got a pretend fat belly on it, I think. Yeah. Maybe a real, Maybe a real one with an extra fat I belly. I hope it's a real one. Yeah, I kind of think I'd be fat enough to play that, but then I would still ask for the extra belly just for that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Anyway, ratings for that. Ratings for that. Then. I'm getting that four out of five. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for the same four out of five. I really recommend it. Yeah. Really good fun. I just find it interesting these kind of films. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one up is Operation Fortune or Pomme de Terre. Is it Pomme <laughs> de Terre? Pommes. Pommes were the first oh, one. Oh, sorry. Ruse de Guerre. Ruse de Guerre. Ruse de Guerre. <laughs> what, what, your French is really good. What's Ruse de Guerre mean? Ruse de Guerre. Uh, Ruse is a Ruse, trick. Yeah, and Guerre is war. So I guess oh, that tricks war trick. Of war. Tricks of war, which oh, makes well sense. Done. We're learning stuff today. Um, this is great. Yeah. So, uh, Elite Spy, Orson Fortune, uh, who is Jason Statham. 
uh, must track down and stop the sale of a deadly new weapons technology wielded by billionaire arms broker Greg Simmons. Reluctantly teamed up with some of the world's best operatives, Fortune and his crew recruit Hollywood's best and biggest movie star, Danny Francesco, to help them on their globe-trotting mission to save the world. Danny Francesco being Josh Harnett. I always find it really interesting who they cast to be superstars in uh-huh. these films that are filled yeah, with yeah. big stars already yeah. and he does a great job okay what what was your take on this thing uh, it's also my like childhood love obsession yeah you can mention that i can yeah. uncomfortably too many times while we're, while we're watching <laughs> but um what was your what was your take on this film because i'll be honest you know it's a guy richie movie um you kind of expect a certain thing and uh do you know what? i think i kept my expectations reasonably moderate uh-huh. going into it and personally I were massively exceeded yeah I loved it yeah I really yeah. really enjoyed it it's a popcorn movie there's no getting away from that um but I mean that in a positive way yeah. it's we're, we're, there's a lot of really meaningful strong movies out there just now and there's actually not a great deal in the fun category I would say yeah. like this is really fun it's silly there's great one-liners um there's great action of course because it's Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham and the two of them that's what they do um it just feels really well the opening scene with those click clacks with the shoes oh yeah um, well the sound design fantastic in it you know there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of those moments in really interesting cuts mm-hmm. that make good use of the kind of sounds and stuff like that which are really really do you know what I actually think from kind of ironic that a lot of Guy Ritchie's films that he made which I loved you know you love all the kind of mm-hmm. all the company bollocks yeah. basically which is what this is yeah, of, yeah but it's, it's, no, but it's, it's, almost, best. it's almost more mature do you know what I mean well, obviously it makes mm-hmm. sense he's you know he's an older and much more experienced yeah. filmmaker but when you look back it's all the kind of company show but everyone's acting hard on oh, you know, that kind of stuff. everyone's still talking like that though yeah yeah right. and you've yeah. still got a, you've still got the elements of yeah. that in this but it's a much more mature film it's, it's going out to be a balls out silly fun yeah. film it's like James Bond with all the quips turned up to yeah. 120 uh-huh. and the, initially I thought oh are these going to work and then they carry on like like bad yeah. dad jokes and, yeah, they, yeah. and it grinds you down quickly and you just enjoy it also I just love them from the start so it oh, right, well, when I'm next year consistently <laughs> I think that probably helps well they didn't um, have to win you over in the first place but no. like the, the movie stylings of it was was just really slick and the action in it was fantastic and Jason Statham knows what he's doing with that and Jason Statham has played the same character in every movie and that's <laughs> when you know you've got something good about yeah. you because you can just come Better in made. and Statham the whole thing <laughs> How many they've actually worked on together? I think it's a lot, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah I'd love um, to know that. So I look, I really enjoyed that from that point of view, and so, the plot didn't do exactly what I thought it was going to do either. You know, no, from that point of view, it was true. nice and entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So there's an fun. interesting thing about this film. So similar to what we were talking about with Citadel. Yeah. So um, last week we talked about Citadel, and, and behind the scenes was actually more interesting than the camera thing. And this is not the case with this plot. There is so Operation Fortune was it was originally planned to be released in 2022. Uh, marketing started way back in 2021. So they were really this is Lionsgate. They were pushing it. Had a big marketing budget. Um, it, I mean, it only had I say only but a 50 million dollar budget start with so that this was Just not much huge hollywood wise yeah. but it's you know it's still reasonable but um so they essentially blew the bulk of the marketing budget without the film actually getting its release in 2022 oh, the reason problem, yeah and the reason that it didn't get that release is because the baddies in this film are ukrainian yeah, and of course the war right. kicked off so it was due to be released i think in the january certainly the beginning of 2022 and the war kicked off and of course nobody wanted to put the, the ukrainians as the baddies when they yeah. were um, being kicked in the balls by the Russians. So in real just life, the word so Ukrainians for made Russians, yeah, maybe. Um, but no, they just they chose not to do that. They chose to put it back. 
Um, and I think that was the right move. Um, but they also probably didn't want to spend millions and kajillions of dollars to market the same movie again. Yeah. So uh, the as a result of that, it only made 34 million worldwide. Um, oh, so, so it's, it's actually deemed as a flop. Yeah. But I think pretty much across the board, people seem to agree that this shouldn't have been a flop. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, I mean, the, I still felt pretty intensely marketed too for this film when it came out. I mean, I think we were a little bit behind on this one, really, because I, I feel like it was like kind of last month, really, wasn't it? It was like everywhere on the buses. Well, it was January like it was released. January, oh, yeah. Gosh, well, and I are. do it's remember amazing. seeing them the first time round because I, I, it's on a billboard near where we where I walk, yeah. and it, so, so I did see it are. first time round, and, and I did see it second time round, and yeah. it did like remind me because I like that. Kind kind of film um, that I wanted to watch it but um, yeah it is a real shame I think that yeah. it seems to have lost a portion of its um, everyone take a shot it's another push. train yeah sorry I'm just going to roll with that now <laughs> we, I think we might have to record in the garden all the time this is quite it's quite yeah, fun, quite fun. Um, so yeah so they but yeah so just to show you the, but the Rotten Tomatoes score on it is pretty low 52% but the audience rating is an 82% which I think shows you um a lot about a Guy Ritchie film as well. Like the critics don't like it, but the audience love it. Yeah, they're just being a bit on. They're just kind of making their opinions. Mm. Which, which, be fair, I was probably guilty of as well. Like I've mm-hmm. kept my my um, my expectations low, and like mm-hmm. I should have had. I mean, it looks fun and it is fun, and uh, you have special props again to Hugh Grant, who is hilarious. Oh, he steals the show it, again. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's obviously just doing roles now that he just finds funny yeah well i think i think he'd worked with guy ritchie on another one the gentleman you know the other oh, one yeah. that we looked at and uh-huh. picked this one instead yeah um he was in that one as well so i suspect he's kind of got to know guy ritchie pretty well and is just really comfortable and just seems to really enjoy himself he's doing a lot of these eccentric british characters now yeah which is really fun and um and it's just you're just so lucky to be an old british man to be able to do that as well this it, it's a fun plot as well like it feels a wee bit across from you it's got a touch of inglorious bastards to it as yes. well there's a bit of kind of gore and action and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you've got yeah. like and, and the glamour of the yeah. you know the, the locations and stuff like that and, and superstars doing you know being involved in espionage so it's got a touch of that but it's also quite a kind of a slick looking european style action film as well yes. so it's like no it's cool i would say yeah. it's a cool film what's your ratings going to be for this one what are you going for Five, four and a half? Four. 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 <laughs> you can tell I've how talked, solid these ratings up are. to like 4.5, but no, four. Okay. Um, between a four and a 4.5, 4. 4.3. Well, I went for four. I went for four, and I think you went really for four when I was it. doing the graphics. It's really so. fun. If you're looking for a Saturday night popcorn, like, you know, just fun film, watch it. Fantastic. Well, there you are. That's us uh, finished there. We don't need to say what we're going to watch next week. Are we watching No, I thought we might keep it free and easy. And I think it's some sort of comedy. Maybe we'll have a look out for a, a comedy or something. Succession's obviously finished, which we, oh, we love. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch yeah, it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, extra length uh, season finale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, hour and a half for the final episode, which is worth every minute, every yeah, every minute, every second. Yeah, it was really um, cool. We really enjoyed really that. And, I'm uh, sad it's over now. I know. We need to. Uh, we need to finish off Ted Lasso. We've got we've got some we've got some housekeeping to do basically. So we'll, yeah. we'll keep you up. And Barry, generally. new season of Barry. Which we hadn't even, I didn't even realise yeah. it'd been out, which is like uh-huh. one of the best, most funny, and now just dark. Lots of really good beef as well. We talked about. We need to get into. So yeah, if anyone's also yeah, send us your recommendations as well. Put them in yeah. the comments. Um, we are yeah, we'll put up midweek what we're going to watch and uh, like that week. Great. Thanks for joining us in the garden.